Welcome to an unnamed podcast that I'm doing with my fiance, Harper. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Everyone is plural, which is optimistic at this point. Yeah, it's so. true. <laughs> um, so I've been doing amateur, well, some, some professional podcasting for four years, I guess. Wow. And yeah, uh, and Harper was jealous or <laughs> envious. I don't know. Wanted to get in on it. So you, she's been bugging me for a long time about doing one together. I think the original idea may have Actually, been mine. Actually, yeah, you thought of yeah. that idea first. Um, so she finally had an idea. We didn't. We. I wanted to rewatch all of Jersey Shore episode by episode and review each individual episode. She didn't want to do that. No. And well, that's not true. Initially, I did, but then I thought that might get boring. She thought better of it. Yeah. I still think it would have been a good idea, but we'll table that for when this fails. Ah. So, so she's got, she came up with an idea for a podcast, which I think is pretty good and has evergreen content and organic stuff to talk about, and she's going to explain it to you. Yeah. Okay, so... I have to first credit Anya, who is my friend who lives in Seattle, and we were talking on Instagram because she and her husband can never agree on things to watch. And in fact, when they first started dating, they thought that marriage life, married life was going to be so easy because they loved all the same movies. But then when it boiled down during their actual marriage, um, they don't ever watch anything together because they just can't agree on TV show content. So... Brian and I never started out liking anything in common, really. Yeah. Um, we liked The Office initially. Um, but then I liked it too much, so you changed your mind. <laughs> You're right. Because I'm so it's, vindictive. It's just, it's a, an adversarial relationship, I would yeah. say. It, it, it causes some tension for us uh, because neither one of us is willing to, you know, make a compromise and watch a thing that the other one would want to watch. So... I would say... Especially not Brian. I, I would say that it, our inability to agree on media is the most irreconcilable difference we have, and that's coming from a couple that is starting their second run of couples counseling. And, <laughs> and it's by far the biggest problem because the entertainment time you spend together is actually just a much bigger volume of time than pretty much anything else you do that isn't work. Especially us. We happen to spend a ridiculously large amount of time... On passive entertainment. Right, on passive. It's like sitting on the couch watching separate things at this point. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to do with this podcast is force Brian to actually sit and watch stuff with me. Um, whether it's something that I want to watch or something that he wants to watch, at least this way we'll actually be doing something together. So anyway, the idea for the podcast is that we will each week, for each episode of the podcast, one of us will select a movie or TV show that the other one would very likely not want to watch, force them to watch it, and then we will discuss that movie or TV show on the podcast, what our opinions were, why we don't, didn't or did like it, um, and whatever else comes to mind about each thing. I don't think we're going to, like, recap it, but um, no. just, just you know, argue about why it's good or bad. Uh, because everyone loves a good Harper and Brian uh, bickering session. 
and hopefully maybe find a little bit of common ground at some point. That's, that's maybe the end goal, but I optimist. kind of feel like it's going to end up being yeah. kind of a turf war. Or not that's a turf the, war, but... That's the Disney ending, is yeah. it? <laughs> right, which I would really like, Harper and Brian would up, hate. Harper ends up with a do-rag on, and then I end up wearing... <laughs> Wearing pink, or, I don't know, whatever, whatever the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, to, so to give some framework to the, like, the, the problem that we have, yeah. uh, I never really believed in the, the, like, the sitcom husband and wife trope. I never thought that that was something that actually played out, because it was just so formulaic. But that's the life we live now. Where <laughs> you think we live a formulaic sitcom wife and husband? I'm talking, uh, I'm, I'm talking like the Kevin James is like a slob with a pretty oh, wife. Oh, that's definitely the life we live. Oh, yeah. I agree with this so right. far, actually. And like the, the guy, the, the sitcom dad or sitcom husband is loves action movies and hates emotional, critically acclaimed dramas, even though I don't really hate them. But you like I critically acclaimed dramas as long as like, they don't have a happy ending or love in them. I like critically acclaimed thrillers and gritty crime dramas. And gory, yeah, like grit. Nah, gore is fine. Gore is just often is a, a symptom or a side effect of the kind of stories I like because they're the most interesting to me. But it is very much a stereotypical or quintessential male-female divide. Can I say that? Nowadays, uh, probably not. It's okay. Whatever. Nobody's the, listening. Um, yeah. So it's that's that's a very that's like the the way that those are the battle lines drawn that she doesn't like to watch people get shot, and I don't like to watch people get married. I think that's well. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty true. I have one request though of this. I don't want week after week to be watching serial killer dramas. Serial like, killers how, specifically? How, seri specifically serial killers. I know how much... Brian has an obsession. Uh, don't, don't make that thing. You have an obsession with... I think about other things. You think about other things, but you have... You will read... You will spend hours and hours and hours on Wikipedia just reading about... Cumulative hours. Cumulative, like... Several in a row. No. Okay. Anyway, about serial killers, like, what... I've spent hours. What, I've spent yeah, hours. Yeah. He needs to be honest here, I think. We can all... Anyone who knows Brian knows that this is something that's been interesting to him for a long time. Anyway, I find them interesting, but I also find you know, them frightening. <laughs> right. I find them frightening, and I don't want to, amidst this whole pandemic be also having nightmares about all of the serial killer dramas that we're watching so that's my one request you can take it or leave it because by the rules of this podcast i have to watch whatever it is that you put which, on the table which brings up i think a really interesting facet of this is that there is a very real economic game theory at play here where i think if if and when one of us decides to go balls deep and force the other person into watching something that is just so far outside their comfort zone, I think it immediately, just given the relationship we have, it will immediately become adversarial. Yeah, and it will, competitive. It too. will be just back and forth, mm -hmm. unpleasant, like fully unpleasant experiences for each other. And I, I don't know yet when that's going to happen. My instinct is to not 
start with that. Like, I want to yeah. at least let one glob of spit hit the butthole and lube it up before anything gets crazy. <laughs> but and I mean, we'll I see. Think, I think it's fair to say that one end goal, at least the initial reason I thought of this is that we were going to spend time together, like, kind of enjoying each other's company, um, watching things that we wouldn't otherwise be watching together. So ideally, we wouldn't start right off the bat with, making each other sit through unpleasant things that we know that the other one's not going to like. I think another part of it, too, is that sometimes, at least in my experience, there's a weird specificity to certain things that really bother me about movies and TV. Mm. Like, there's just, like, a, and it's, sometimes, it's hard for me to even articulate it, but I know one of the things that I really can't stand is when movies or TV rely on, like, cringe discomfort of the protagonist kind of stuff. Not, not always. I, lo I love The Office, but I, I have deeper thoughts on that. But in general, movies that do that, and I know a lot of rom-coms do that sometimes, and a lot of, like, I think poorer quality emotional dramas sort of rely on that, and they use, like, misunderstandings that could be cleared up with conversations. There are just certain things... That's, I agree with that second thing you said. I don't annoying. think that it's true that rom-coms or like emotional dramas are going to use social i think co bad comedies use social awkwardness more than it more than anything they do they definitely do i guess i i know that rom-coms so movies in general that you like focus on like dense social interaction and there are some of the things that most specifically bother me about tvs and movies are the ways that some social things are depicted. So it's, it's a little hard for me to explain, but in that whole morass of social, like social stuff depicted on screen, there are just very specific things that happen in movies and TV that I find almost unwatchable. Like I have to turn my eyes away from it. I'm not gonna go all the way into it now. At some point, certainly it will happen. Um, yeah. But it's definitely, so definitely it's going to accidentally happen. Yeah. And I think it's important for me to recognize when you accidentally did it versus putting me through something that you just knew I was going to hate. But importantly, we also have to note that even if you aren't comfortable or dislike whatever scene has the social discomfort in it, you have to watch it. Have to watch it. I th so I think we need a couple of ground rules. I think that there needs to be... I think we need to be allowed to use our phones a little bit during it. No. Yes. So I think... <laughs> I say I think no. For our, I think it, here's the thing. <laughs> If we don't, if we make this like a full-on like, locked-in movie or TV experience, I know what you're gonna say. She we're just moved her hand, and I thought she was gonna tickle me. Actually, <laughs> um, this is so different than most of the podcasts. <laughs> if we make it like that, mm. when we start to have normal lives again with time mm -hmm. restrictions, it's going to be very difficult psychologically to, to commit. It hours that we like very limited hours we have to something like that without even being able to look at her phone i think that there needs to be some sort of like escape during. like 10 text per movie rule <laughs> I, and maybe we can figure that out later but yeah just so, because even when i watch movies like i watched the town two nights ago alone for my own pure enjoyment and a couple times i like paused and like played around on the internet just because my brain is so fucked up from like two decades of internet use. Yeah. So like, I think there needs to be a level of 
kindness in building okay, this. Okay, that's fair. Because also, I don't want also, it to become a chore. I actually do want it to be fun. Yeah. Does also, that what, what that makes me think of is like if there's a scary moment in a movie or a really, really extra gory moment of a movie, I want to be able to pause it and like step away step for a away. second, take a break. It reminds me of that show. What was that show called where... Like, True Detective. No, 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 the the murder. The, where the, in the beginning there's the murder and it's really uncomfortable because like the he, night of. Yeah, the night of. I was just reading about the night of a couple days ago. Yeah. Well, anyway, so in that show, like the first episode of that show, we had to pause it collectively. We had to pause it seven or eight times just because we were so uneasy and nervous and anxious yeah. about whatever. So I think and that, that end, I mean, which honestly is like Richard Price just being a fucking genius. It was a, really good. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was a really good show. See, that's what we should aim for. That's those what I'm looking that, for yeah, for I some wanna, of this I want to find that, too. Because yeah. those we both enjoyed that show. It was anxiety-provoking, but I could handle it because it was also really well done and really thought-provoking. So that's what that's where I want to, like, shoot for. I would... I That's... Yes. I think every once in a while, just throwing in, like, a cartoonishly violent thing for... No. <laughs> For fun. No, please no. I'm just kidding. At some point it's going to happen because we're also just going to run out of yeah, shit to watch. Out, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that deep down, joking aside, the project is to find stuff that we share. Yeah. So can you think of anything off of the top of your head that we shared and enjoyed the whole way through? I should have asked you. We should have prepped for this, but I think that it's important to actually throw some examples out yeah. Of some stuff that we've really enjoyed together. I mean, the night the of. The night was of them. was one of them. Um, what else? We have... Um, we we want, have you made it through four episodes of The Outsider before it got too scary. Yeah, The out. But there's a lot of stuff that we've watched that we've liked. Like, what about we liked... Um, we liked that show. We both liked... Um, uh, What's the one with the autistic? I'm really bad with names. You'll learn Atypical. This Atypical. We liked that show. I mean, you, we liked the initial episodes of that show more than we liked the final season, worse, yeah. but we liked that show okay, and we that did, was a more lighthearted one. We voluntarily sat down and yeah. watched it together. We liked just, Dave. We liked the show Dave on, yeah, Hulu. We love Superbad. Superbad's a, Superbad a really good like right one for the, both of us. Yeah. Um, and we both independently liked the jinx with robert durst that's true a lot that's a good one and that see that's one that's like that seems like it might just be kind of right on like the, in that sweet spot of kind yeah. of dark and scary but zoo it i think because it was kind of shot through a documentarian's lens it felt there was a little bit of a remove from the scariness yeah um, and then they like kind of danced over that line back and forth a couple of times which was really cool and speaking of other serial killer things that we both like the fall you like yes. that show a lot. I, I also really it. like that yeah. show. And what's his name? Dornan, Jamie Dornan, is yeah. like, I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm not gay as I've been telling people since 10th grade. <laughs> but he's pretty enthralling. So He's, he's pretty sexy, I think. We can, yeah. we can both agree. I think anyone can, can agree with that. I think anyone would, yeah, would have sex with him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so... Yeah, that's that's it laid out. I don't. I think we've probably over-explained it, but yeah. the what we have to decide now is who picks first, yeah. and what does that person pick. So I think unless, so I for a little bit there was having so much trouble coming up with stuff because I waited until the last nine minutes before we were going to start <laughs> that I was thinking about just deferring and letting you go first. But no, that's no fun. I put a list together in nine minutes, okay, which I'm happy about. Not I mean, thrilled. You mean how, like you're proud, proud of yourself for pulling it together? No, I'm not thrilled with the list, but I'm happy with the list. Oh, you're okay with it's the list. It's good enough. 
uh, and whatever the first. Did you first, make a list because you wanted to make sure that I hadn't seen that if you picked one that I'd already seen, you could go on to the next one? Because I only have one prepared, and I. Dad, Dad and I want to kind of talk through my choices of why I think that there's like different levels of stuff I've picked, and so I. So you're going to throw out multiples. I'm just going to bounce the ideas off of you, and because I, I mean, I want it to be a little bit more collaborative to start because it's the first one. Okay. We're also trying to just make content, so that's just more stuff to talk about. All right. Well, honest. I didn't do that. I only have one. Well, it's because you're not a pro. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, I think the first thing we should do is. Figure out who goes first. Actually, no, because then I won't. No, we'll, we'll just figure out who goes first. I'm thinking there's an online dice rolling thing that we've been using to right. do drinking games over Zoom with my friends because of the quarantine, which has worked pretty well, especially since you can, uh, you can lie about your results. It's easy to, it's easy to be <laughs> but fraudulent. I can see your yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that when now. When you're on Zoom with your friends, you can do it, but not right so, now. Dice rolling. Um, all right. Okay. So I think we should do... Wait, how are we going to do it if there I are a lot of numbers? I think just like even or odd. Okay. Wait, so six, there's one, three, five. <laughs> yeah. And then two, well, four, six. Well, it doesn't six. matter. You're just going to do even or odd. Well, that, it's the same number, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm a big picture guy. Okay, wait. So before you click roll... No. Before you click, click roll... This is the dice roller. Okay, so... Um, so I, I'll what? take odds, you take evens. Okay. All right. So, and if you win, you get to decide to defer or go first. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. So well, I'm odds. Well, now you're going to make me defer it because you have no. this whole, like, no, talking No, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about my, both of our lists anyway. But I only have one. Okay, well, then we'll talk okay. about yours. Okay, 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 fine. Even. So that's oh, you. so I get to go. You get to go first. Um, but but now it's a hard choice. But you know what? I'll probably like I will just also make my decision. Okay, so then they'll then know we'll what the next line. two yeah. are gonna be. Okay. Right. Okay. So uh, mine was gonna be big fish. Have you seen that? I've not seen it. Okay, great. I didn't think you'd seen it. Um, Although in college, a kid I knew was trying to use like sob stories about big fish to get laid. <laughs> Shout out Connor Brown. What do you mean about it? Like he was just like he's like yeah, like me and my dad, like just it was like a big thing in our lives and the way we talked, <laughs> and I, I just did something mean to shut him down. Classic. And like, make it so that he, he felt embarrassed he, and he wouldn't get laid. He probably still got laid. Is okay. it probably actually ensured that I would never get laid with anyone in the room, mm. but it it felt good to make him feel bad. Yeah. Classic bully mentality. It's just, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, you, but you haven't seen it. That's good. I've not seen Big Fish. So, you want to talk through your list now? You, no. Tell me why you want to do Big Fish. So, first of all, I think it has... One of the things that I think that you're kind of allergic to when watching movies is heartwarming narratives. But I think that the way that Big Fish does it, there's like this fantastical component that makes the story a little bit more compelling. And it's rooted in history in a way where it's like centered around wartime, parts of the story are centered around wartime. There's a little bit of spooky nature to it. It has a little bit more, it has more layers than just a heartwarming story. Mm. Um, so that's why I thought you might like it. I also thought you would never agree to watch it with me if it were not under the guise of this podcast. Also true. I mean, I am familiar with the basics of the plot. Okay. 
Well, what do you think the plot is before we, before we move on? A guy's dad dies, and he goes home for the... His dad had told him a bunch of stories mm-hmm. that he always assumed were apocryphal, made up. Uh-huh. He comes home for his dad's funeral, and then all of the characters from the dad's crazy stories actually start to show up and are real. Okay. Right? Timeline's a little off, but overall, it's the right idea. Okay. All right, so what's your list? Okay, so... This is uh, good podcasting. Here's the list. So, first one on the list, and the one I'm leaning... Well, I'll just talk through it. Have you, seen, have you heard of the movie Nightcrawler? I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. So, it's Jake Gyllenhaal is the ostensible protagonist, but he turns out he's like a cold-blooded lizard person of a psychopath who lives in Los Angeles and decides to get into crime journalism, except like very tabloidy, like push the boundaries, get to the crime scene before the cops sort of shit, where like they get paid out a lot of money and it's like very cutthroat. Sort of sounds familiar, but is that all, is there another journalism movie that is kind of similar where they're like they go to a motel room and then they like there's a guy in there who has like a bunch of stories that did you know what I'm talking about? It's like it was like a recent. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's okay, the same. Go ahead. I'm not sure what you're talking about though. I, I, don't I think know. it's like one of the ones that spotlighters. It's something. Spotlight's definitely a journalism movie. This is yeah. definitely like a much bleaker, Seedier, more like, cynical look okay. at journalism. Like you wouldn't even call this journalism. In fact, this guy's like kind of a monster. He initially, he has this very, like, kind of vulnerable-seeming charm, but, like, under the surface, he's just this cold-blooded psychopath. Okay. And they're, they're basically driving around, like, ambulance chasing and listening to police radios and trying to get footage of crime scenes to sell it okay. to uh, news organizations. And he's, like, trying to climb in this world, and it's just really compelling. Jake Gyllenhaal is, like, a dead-eyed freak in it. Yeah. And it's, there's, like, violence around it there's like this is why i think it might be okay there's like thematic violence but it's kind of you're kind of removed from it because he's covering the violence you know he's like filming nasty stuff and he's doing dark stuff but it's not like he's not like drilling people's heads open yeah with them taped to a chair kind of shit you know like uh not the not the nazi movie with quentin tarantino yeah yeah well, they didn't drill ahead. They, no, they, they, cut, they, they cut, carved, a, yeah. cut the scalp off. It yeah, was that, really was, that was kind of dope. Though, yeah. But. Okay, anyway. Um, so it, it kind of feels like, I mean, it's, it's not like an easy watch, but it's also a really good movie, I thought. And when I, I, I had uh, the experience, I watched it in theaters, and it was one of those ones where I left the theaters like kind of feeling differently about the world. Not... I didn't feel differently about my understanding of the world, but the like the like c- colors were like sharper and more vivid. Like it was one of those things where like the aesthetic carried over after the movie in a in a weird sort of way. So I just really love that movie. Seems like it might be palatable. The other one I'm thinking about is Mad Max Fury Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Mad Max Fury? I Road? haven't seen it, but it looked I. I intentionally didn't watch it because it looked like it was very violent and it looked, it reminded me of 300 and its aesthetic and like the way that it was, the, the way that the commercial was built. So 
I understand very much from like the perspective of only seeing the trailer. Yeah. Which was an all-time great trailer. <laughs> but that's it's like the best action movie I've ever seen maybe. And it's also distilled down. It's so purely the stuff that I like about action movies that it would be hard-pressed to find a movie that would... It's just so different from what you would like, and yet I don't think it's horrific. It's almost like the platonic ideal of an action movie where like the plot is... It's like get point A to point B, and then point B to point C, and people are chasing you the whole time, and it's just hyper-visceral, and it's very exciting. Sounds stressful. It's pretty stressful, but this like it's exciting, and it's not... It's not, I mean, it's pretty violent, but it's not, like, torture, gore, terror, you know? It's not scary. It's just, like, revved up in adrenaline. Okay. And it's literally considered one of the great action movies of all time by an incredible auteur. Who, it's just, like, the production of it and, the, like, the value of the stuff that he made and put together to make it look that way is just astonishing. Um, and then I also put... Gone Girl on there. Have you seen the movie Gone Girl? I haven't seen it, but I read the synopsis of it because I was curious about it. That's tough because it like really relies on a twist. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, I heard it was good. I saw. I watched clips of it too, just to see. Also, not horrifically violent. Like a couple moments of violence. Yeah. But like an overboding sense of tension. But it's just really awesome. That, I think that would have been a good one. Unfortunately, I already read the, the synopsis. I, if you still want to make us watch it, that's fine. But I, mean, I, I, don't, I do know generally what happens in that one. Uh, but I haven't. I mean, I haven't. I do think that like suspenseful movies or movies that have twists are yeah. ways to get me interested. Like Knives Out. Yeah. You know, that's a good Who murder. Done it? Yeah, Who Done It is is interesting to me because I'm always thinking about you know, what twist is coming or who's obviously who's done it. So that is a good idea. Um, but I did read the, I did read the synopsis. When did you, do you remember the synopsis? I vaguely remember it. I mean, I know, I'm pretty sure that like, she's it, the one responsible for the whole thing. Right. Doesn't she make herself disappear and like get her? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe we'll drop the audio out for that. But, um, yes, that's true. I don't, I mean, it's like an all-time, like, gut punch twist when you realize it, but it's, like, in the middle of the movie, and there's still a lot of really there's good movie left. a lot left. of stuff afterwards. So yeah. we could watch that. I mean, whatever. Anyway, so do you want to I think, I think I'm deciding between Nightcrawler and Gone Girl. Okay. All right, so, me. so that's going to be next time. So you can decide after our next podcast. And we're watching Big Fish. <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> Do you want me to try to pull another one out of my ass? No, right no, no, no. This is this is the job. I'm I'm just let the record show that I am more willing to watch the things that Brian has suggested than what he than he is willing to watch. What I, he is very very outwardly not excited about my my pick, which I don't think is keeping an open mind heading into this challenge or this you know podcast activity. So yeah, I mean. I'm a, I'm not a, I'm not a good guy. So <laughs> anyway, so we're going to do uh, big fish and then Brian's going to decide on what we're going to do for the next one between Nightcrawler and Gone Girl. So, okay. Signing off.
yeah, uh, I think it'll be fun for us. And maybe anyone out there. Fun for us and us alone, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. You're, who knows? You could get your mom and dad to listen for sure. <laughs> I think I think like my mom and dad will listen. Zeno will probably listen, at least to the first one to be supportive. Maybe Haley. You know, like fourteen F at Sinai shout out. They'll probably listen to the first one. And we'll see. After that, our listenership will kind of drop off and it'll just be us talking to ourselves. That's really what it's all about anyway. Just pumping out content. Yeah. Keeping your dick wet. Uh huh. All right. Um, we're going to figure out a name. Yeah. We don't want any help. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.